Hi, I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your host today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. Today, our topic will be on the seven mountains of influence and that mountain we will be discussing is family. And our scripture for today is from Psalm 127, verses three through five. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. All right, so for the past couple of months, we've been doing a series on the seven mountains of influence that affect our society. Today, we are going to finish up the mountain of family. If you tuned in last week, we did part one, and this will be part two. This episode will conclude each of the seven mountains, and I want to review them one more time. They are media, arts and entertainment, economy, religion, education, government, and of course, family. These seven mountains have become a hot topic over the past few years, and I'm so thankful that God gave Johnny Inlow a prophetic word about all of it. It is relevant, very relevant to today's time, and it is for such a time as this. It has directed our focus from so much of the chaos going on around us to what our calling is, our job, you know, what God created each one of us to do. As we continue to see all of the craziness unfold around us, the ones that God has called for this time and purpose, the ones that are searching and spending intimate time with the Lord with a burning desire deep in their hearts, they are learning what their new role is going to be. Many of them do not fully understand what that is yet, but they continue to seek the Lord, knowing that everything is about to change. God has been preparing us for a long time, and I believe He is almost ready to release His ecclesia, His remnant, to overpower and subdue the enemy. We've learned so much, thanks to Johnny and his wife Elizabeth's teaching, and I'm hoping that by this time next year, things will be different, way different than they are right now. I'm hoping that all the enemy has been doing will finally be revealed, and we can begin to move forward in healing. We can move forward with unity that will encompass the entire earth, something we've never experienced before. We will know God's peace that surpasses all understanding, and we will feel and experience His love like never before. I'm praying that many will come to know Jesus during this time, and we can truly begin to prepare for his return. Now that's something to look forward to. All right, so let's finish up the mountain of family. You know, the enemy has been trying to divide and destroy families since he was kicked out of heaven thousands of years ago, right? This is not a new thing under the sun, mm-hmm. right? right? I think we can all agree, unfortunately, that he's been doing a really good job at destroying the idea of what God meant to be a happy, healthy family unit, right? Right. Satan joyfully sits at the top of this mountain and watches as he continues to inflict pain on the hearts of men, women, and children that all seek what God meant for us to have, which is unity, joy, peace, love. Mm -hmm. The cuts and wounds, that they run so deep in many families, and it profoundly affects the next generation, and so on, and so on. So let's learn about the enemy that sits at the top of this mountain. Johnny talks about the seven different ites that have control of each of the seven mountains, and the different ites, again, we've talked about these in the last six episodes. They are the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Jebusites, right? Yeah. Jev- I, Jebusites. I know. 
<laughs> Jebusites. For the mountain of media, the ite is the Hittites. For the mountain of government, the ite is the Girgashites. For the mountain of education, it's the Amorites. For the mountain of economy, it's the Canaanites. For the mountain of religion, it's the Perizzites. For the mountain of arts and entertainment, which is the one we did last week, that's mm-hmm. the Hivites. And then the ite for this mountain of family is the Jebusites. Mm-hmm. So their name means a place trodden down and speaks of the enemy's strategy of using rejection on the mountain of family. Yeah. So rejection is defined as the refusal to accept, consider, submit to, hear, receive, or admit. Its manifestation is essentially the opposite of the love described in 1 Corinthians 13. And that kind of love acts as glue for marriages and for family. So 1 Corinthians 13 says, If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It's always helpful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. And now our knowledge is partial and and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away those childish things. And now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. You know, Johnny says, without the help of the Lord, a person can go through a lifetime of counseling and medication and still not recover from the effects of rejection, which is just as often a lie as it is a reality. A child buys into that lie when he or she wrongly interprets the stern words or actions of a parent. Sometimes a parent's words do express rejection, and for an adult, it's a brief episode of losing your cool, but for a child, rejection can really sink in. Sometimes one of the parents may compare one child to another to try to motivate the other child to behave better. I don't know if I've ever done that. I'm trying to think of, you know, as a parent, no, I've tried to. I've never done that. I don't that. think I've ever done that. No, but that's I, good. Yeah. No, that's wrong. Right. It was, jo- Johnny's doing it better than Susie, you know. No. Right. No. Uh, then that just pits the children against right, each other. Right, It's not a good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's a good point that he makes, you know. Okay, here we go. A Jebusite demon will take advantage of these types of situations and whisper to a child that he or she is not wanted. A child will start believing it and can come into agreement with the lie at a very young age and live out of that rejection complex, affecting every future relationship that that person is in. The Jebusites were one of the seven nations that the Israelites had to conquer in order to obey God and take their promised land, Right. They represent the demons of rejection as well as the strategy to create broken families that produce individuals who then have aberrant behavior. Satan's illegal principality that sits on the top of the mountain family 
is Baal. We've already talked about him. Right. He and Jezebel are very similar, but Baal is more encompassing. And Jezebel serves Baal. Johnny says the name Baal means master, owner, or lord. His name represents perversion. He was the god of fertility, the sun god, the god of provision, the god of rain, and he was looked to for basically everything. The cult of Baal worship often included male prostitution. Service to the god Molech was also connected with Baal worship, as we can see in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 32, 35 says, And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire to Molech. You serve Baal by serving Molech, the one to whom children were brutally and cruelly sacrificed. And Johnny gives an example saying that worshipers would heat up statues of Molech and then place their children in the statue's red-hot arms and watch the children burn to death. It's horrible. It's horrible. Right? I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. You know, and for us, this represents the prevailing God and influence of abortion. Right. Baal worship in our land has cost millions their life. Oh, yeah. And abortion is the rejection of a child by a parent, evidence of the Jebusites of rejection at work. We see the heart of a parent turned not toward their children, but rather against them in a deadly way. Right. Johnny says in his book that homosexuality is also a manifestation of Baal worship and explains why male prostitution was integral integral to Baal ceremonies. Homosexuality is the rejection of one's natural sex drive. This rejection isn't necessarily a conscious choice. It's the fruit of rejection that has been sown in someone and defiled him. The point is not whether one is born homosexual or not. God's standards of morality reflect the feelings that we must be trained into, not the feelings that we were born with. None of us were born with his standards bubbling up in us. God will begin to release a new level of power for healing and restoration through and into his people at depths few have been able to experience this far. The powerlessness of the church has been complicit in this overall problem, and the spirit of Elijah will bring that power back. Homosexuals will come back to the church in mass and submit to special prayers for restoration when the word gets out that total sexual healing is ready, readily available in God's house. That will be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I have several gay people in my family that I love dearly, mm-hmm. and I just want them to experience the God of our universe, to know him intimately so they understand how much they are loved by him. Right. He doesn't reject us. No. Right? Mm-mm. Right. The demonic strategy of Baal is to use rejection to bring individuals and families under lordship, eroding families and society itself. Baal undermines trust in God through his assault on families, causing generation after generation of broken and hurt people to continue the same cycle of hurting others. We've said that before. Hurt people hurt Hurt people. people. Mm -hmm. In turn, this causes numerous social and physical ills that pour out from rejection, such as depression and fear, sexual deviance, addiction, anger, and violence. This eventually causes not only the breakdown of families, but entire communities. Yeah. Right? It's a domino effect. So in the Old Testament, the worship of Baal not only included child sacrifice to Molech, it also involved ritual homosexual activity, cutting oneself, and temple prostitution. Sexual identity confusion, self-mutilation, abortions, and infanticide. Well, I don't know why that's so hard to say. Infanticide <laughs> were all evidences of the work of Baal. And the mountain family encompasses more than just family. It includes anything related to health care. That's pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. right? Medicine. Mm-hmm counseling and healing of any kind if the breakdown and wound begin with rejection in the family dynamic 
then it will take nothing less than the heart of God to heal the wound of rejection with his unconditional love and acceptance, restoring strength to families and communities. People who are a part of the breakdown of families, no matter how immoral they may be, are not the enemy. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that are fighting to define family different than God intended, or the ones that are fighting to maintain their rights to abortion are not the problem. Because of their own brokenness and deception, and that's the key right there, they're mm-hmm. deceived, right? Mm-hmm. They unknowingly have partnered with Satan and the demonic realm. Right. Mm-hmm. The true enemy is the always lies. Mm-hmm. father of lies, that's Satan, who doesn't want us to live free from rejection because when we do, his lies are over. Right. So this is Baal's strategy, to prevent the face of God as Papa from being restored to society, to prevent humanity from having access to the truth of how God loves us as a father by the way he brings strength to families, to prevent people from knowing that God has never abandoned or rejected us and has unconditional love for us, and to prevent people from experiencing a healed perspective of the goodness of God through the mountain of family, which was ultimately meant to assure us that we are accepted, right? So the archangel that fights on the on the mountain family is Raphael. His name means God heals or God please heal or wholeness is in L, which is God. Right. His name reveals his assignment, which is to assist in restoring the image of God in the earth as Papa. And I want to mention again, as we have in every one of these seven mountain episodes, that Johnny and Elizabeth and Lo explain in great detail how they discover which archangel is assigned to each mountain of, of influence in their book. Rise, a reformer's handbook for the seven mountains. It has some really great information, and we encourage you to read it. You know, mm-hmm. God God gave him revelation on this. Yeah. So I'd, I'd rather you guys just read it straight from there because he explains it way better than I could. Yeah, and he said he got a lot of the angels and stuff from the book of Enoch. Right. First Enoch. First Enoch, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So it's so important. <clears throat> you just tie it all together. So family is the foundational fabric of every nation. Without family, there is no fabric or society. To the degree families are fractured and frayed, Society is fractured and frayed. In general, strong families engender healthy individuals and fractured families produce sick individuals. And that's evident. Right. right. So when our natural father has failed us, it's hard for there to be a proper perspective of Papa God. Everything and everyone who works towards healing and health is an asset for the institution of family. So Raphael and his host of angel armies serve the Lord of hosts by helping the sons and daughters of God who are called to heal and restore strength to the mountain of family. They are focused on our mission to heal the rejection that is at the root of family and societal breakdown. Raphael fights alongside us to overcome the demonic realm through the truth of God's unconditional love and acceptance. And the color of the rainbow that's connected to the mountain of family is orange. And I really like how he talks about this. So Johnny says, orange is a mixture of red and yellow. Red speaks of our family bloodline and yellow speaks of our individual unique glory. Combining them both, orange represents that part of our Papa's heart that affirms that we belong to him. We are his bloodline. No matter what, you can always know that you are God's and you belong in his family. And the big lie about God on the the mountain of family is we have been abandoned and rejected by God. You know, I know this isn't true just from my own personal experiences with God. He has told me himself how much he loves each of his children and how he wishes they would seek him or they would seek him out to have a relationship with him. God loves us so, so much, but Satan tries to convince us of the opposite. The enemy wants us to think, I'm not truly loved for who I am. I don't really belong. I'm the only one who really looks out for me, Mm -hmm. right? Nobody else does. So the lie that Satan perpetuates that we have been abandoned and rejected by God is the basic lie that Satan believed himself. 
He chose to perceive it as rejection when God wanted sons and daughters made in his image. And once he agreed with this lie of rejection, his DNA, talking about Satan's, his DNA changed from something beautiful to something progressively degenerative. And his name was changed from Lucifer, which means light bearing, to Satan, who's the accuser. Mm -hmm. Perceived rejection can cause as much damage as actual rejection. Unfortunately, even believers are susceptible to this lie. And it at times can be compounded in the house of God, where distorted teachings tell us that being imperfect has us deserving rejection and abandonment. And once we agree with this big lie, it opens up to the lordship of Baal and all sorts of identity challenges. It becomes imperative for those called to this mountain that they understand this is the front lines of battle and exceeds in importance the contending for laws that encourage better behavior or morality. And we just need some, we need some people that really have a heart for God to be at the top of this mountain, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It'll make all the difference, right? Oh, yeah. So how this lie about God plays out in culture is the present reality of most families perpetuates the lie and the deep core belief that God has abandoned and rejected us. Rejection, like all good lies, just needs one small entrance and can settle in a never-ending cycle generation after generation. Right, right. right. It's self-hatred, self-rejection, all of it. It just affects you so deeply. Yeah. And I think we can all say that we have seen it in our own family mm-hmm. or in someone that we know, right? Right. If we don't recognize this life for what it is, then our heart will cause us to hurt other people. Mm-hmm. Johnny says when we feel rejected, the reason it hurts like no other pain on earth is because of what it subconsciously and ultimately communicates to our heart, that God doesn't love us. Mm-hmm. This simply isn't true, but Satan knows how to keep pushing the lie of rejection into our hearts. So the big truth about God on the mountain of family is God has not abandoned or rejected us. Mm-hmm. God is the only one who can heal the core wound of rejection because that wound was ultimately caused by the core belief that God has rejected and abandoned us. Not only has God not abandoned or rejected any, any of us, but he is also our perfect father and he's able to heal both our real and perceived rejection and show us how to break its devastating cycle in our culture. So to partner with God as Papa on the mountain of family we must truly know God as Papa ourselves and learn to reflect who he is personally. We must diligently seek a personal, intimate relationship with our creator. And you guys know, if you've been listening for any amount of time, intimacy is the key. Right. Right. So right. important. You know, and I just, I was going to bring up too, that it's so hard for those who don't have a good relationship with their father. And see, this is Satan's whole strategy is to break down that relations, the relations you have yes. with your parents and that yeah. kind of thing. But when you don't have a good relationship with your father, your natural father, your natural father, it's hard for you to have a good image of God, the father, right? Because you don't even know what to base it on, right? You know, or maybe you didn't even your your father abandoned you when you were real young, and you've never had a father in your life. Yes, that whole thing comes up in you like, I don't even know how to relate to God as father because I never had one. Right. And so this is Satan's whole strategy is to break the family up into pieces cause confusion yep. and disorder and then you'll have a skewed view of God. Right. You know, and he just wants us to have a whole and healthy feeling and and view of him. And so that's why that intimacy with the Lord is important because when you have that intimate relationship with God, you know, even though it may not start out intimate, yeah. it'll grow into that place of intimacy as you pursue him and you look to him as your father, he'll reveal himself to you. Wow. And heal those broken places in your heart. That's so good. You know? Yeah, yeah. And here are some important details that Johnny shares. He says, most disease, crime, mental illness, and aberrant lifestyles 
are a direct result of toxic families. Right. Families who have lost their strength. Right. Right. It's important for us to pursue healing of our own rejection so that we can be effective in helping others. Mm-hmm. Truly knowing God and seeking Him with all your heart will get you hit, headed in the right direction. If you feel you are called to the mountain family, we encourage you to pray, always pray, and ask for God's guidance and direction. And our assignment is to demolish the lie of rejection that's often perpetuated by the church through presenting conditional love. We must lead with unconditional love. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. We talk about the homosexual community, you know, and we, we instead of us giving that conditional love, just as God's talking about, or Johnny's talking about, we got to love them unconditional, mm-hmm. unconditionally, Lord. Mm-hmm. They, they, they need God's acceptance, right? right? And He does accept them. He loves them with, you know, He created them. So it's not just the homosexual community. It's every person mm-hmm. that doesn't know God. We have to love them unconditionally. Mm-hmm. That's how they will turn their hearts and minds towards God. Right. Is that unconditional love, right? It's, it's right. the love of Christ that brings right. us to a place of repentance, right. you know, right. and, and when that love is revealed and it melts our hearts and, and helps us to turn to God and say, I need you. Yes. You know, I don't reject you, God. Right. And I'm not mad. At you. I just want you and I need you. Right. <laughs> I need mm-hmm. you to heal this broken place right. in my life. And he will. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, he will times a thousand. Mm-hmm. All right. Johnny says the devil is the great rejecter and God is the great acceptor. This is the source of our strength that our original father is relentlessly for us. And no matter what our level of failure, no matter the depth of our sin, he still offers himself to us as Papa. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. God loves you and he wants to reveal his love to you. All you have to do is ask him and he will show you because he's a good, good father. Yeah. All right, and that's all we have today. Next week, our episode will be Rising Reformers, and it will conclude this series on the Seven Mountains of Influence. And we just want to close with this scripture today from Psalm 68, 5 through 6. God is in his holy temple. He is the father to orphans, and he defends the widows. God gives the lonely a home, and he leads prisoners out with joy. But those who turn against God will live in a dry land. That's good. All right. And today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for all that you do for us. And we want to reference again Johnny Enloe's book, The Seven Mountain Prophecy, and Johnny and his wife, Elizabeth Enloe's book, Rise, A Reformer's Handbook for the Seven Mountains. Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. And we just want to thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. And we'd love to hear from you. So please email us at puretruthpodcast3, that's the number three, at gmail.com. All right. And please visit our websites. Mine is kathyzaka.com. Mine is laurapotter.us. And mine is susanoffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Until next time, Susan, Laura, and Kathy. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast Networks include Ruby for Female Empowerment, The Best Business Network, and GPN for Geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. 
So keep listening to Electric Cast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric Acid. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid.